It's like you're literally sticking someone up in the street and they give you the money uh-huh. and you have the money and you're like, why would you give me your money? What are you, an idiot? Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelor in Paradise recap listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing good. You're good. looking uh, pretty in pink. Oh, my thank you. And you've gotten a haircut. Yeah. You went to someone new for the first time, I yeah. think, as long as I've known you. Yeah. Oh, you it's like not too much on the sides. <laughs> Makes me look like a Q-tip. <laughs> no bueno. Yeah, Andy has a lot of loyalty with his barber yeah. back home. And yeah. this is what happens when you're on the road. Any other housekeeping before we get going? Oh, your premiere is coming up? Ah, yes. On Saturday, I have my premiere. Oh, happy belated Halloween. To everyone, we did not dress up this year. No. First time in a while, actually. Yeah. But it, it felt kind of, good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> okay. So overall thoughts on episodes 10 and 11. Andy, we are officially in double digits. Oof. We're creeping closer and closer to the finish Clawing line. Yes. On our knees. Overall thoughts? Um, It had its moments, but yeah. eh. Yeah. Yeah. It's I've, been like, I feel like the season's been like this. <laughs> it was like it was like an earthquake, you know, like on a Richter scale where they just have like one spike yeah. and then it just goes back. Totally. That's kind of what it's been. But yeah. a little better than it was at the beginning, which was awful. I agree. I also feel like this was another B-team editing duo of episodes. It just sort of felt like there was a lot of, like I said last week, these unfleshed out storylines that, you know, we're sort of told is going to become something and it doesn't. And it's just kind of unsatisfying to watch that over and over again. But anyway, we will have uh, good attitudes. We do. Shall we we get always to, do. Yes. Shall we get to recapping? Yes. He said with crazy eyes. <laughs> All right. So during the opening credits, by the way, for episode 10, Andy, you said, I'm so sick of these people. <laughs> It was like, almost paradise. And Andy was like, ugh. It came from a real place. Yeah, I relate to that. You know, there's such a thing as too much of a good thing. I feel overexposed. Ordinarily, I'd have been finished right around now. So I wouldn't get the chance to be sick of them. Mm -hmm. Don't overstay your welcome. Yeah, it's important. With, yeah. In all aspects of life. If you think about it, usually there are 11 episodes, 10 or 11 episodes of Paradise, oftentimes even fewer. Yeah. And yeah, we're, we still have. It's uncharted territory. It is. Yeah. We're just like, well, this is, we've never been used to seeing this much of a cast. Mm-hmm. And we realize that the tipping point to when you become sick of them <laughs> is exactly 11 episodes. <laughs> Agreed. We pick up with Victoria talking to Shanae and Brittany. I wondered what the relationship was between Shanae and Brittany. Given the Tyler stuff, mm. see that that to me is B level editing. Yeah, you're, you're gonna hype it all up. It was a big moment last week, and now they're just like they're just hanging out, friends. Like I want to see seen the that con- happen all the time. It's so frustrating. Yeah. I want to see the conversation where they go from being not friends in some way. That's what we were told to think anyway about Tyler to suddenly being just like lounging next to each other. Same with next week. I really hope they show something there when we saw in the preview, Kate talking to Shanae about Hayden's money. Oh yeah. It's like we had better see something there that brings them together. Cause I'm going to be miffed if we don't. Agreed. Victoria is trying to be logical about Johnny versus Alex. She does say that if she wrote down a note of what she would look for in a husband, it would be Alex. And she's tried to make him talk to other girls, but he has refused. And she has to admit that is attractive. The gist here is that she's in quite the pickle. And now we have our rose ceremony. Kate narrates and reveals that they don't even know who has the roses that night. 
First time, I think, ever for that. Jesse arrives and reveals Sarah had a family emergency and left to be with her family. And Andy, you said, who's Sarah? <laughs> he reveals, but in all seriousness, that sounds unfortunate. And we yeah, wish yeah. her all the best. But okay. it was sort of funny how you're like, who? <laughs> he reveals there's 11 guys and 10 women. So the women have the roses, which makes you wonder what would have happened had Sarah not had a family emergency. Was that the thing that tipped it? Yeah, I mean, that's, it was only a difference of one person. Wow. So now we have our cocktail party. There's immediately tension as we learn Johnny is basically ignoring Alex. Alex calls it childish. But Andy, you didn't fully agree with this. You said, quote, what are you going to talk about? I mean, what are they going to talk about? Yeah, I think it's okay to be cordial, though. But why? There's plenty of people on the beach. Mm. You don't have to talk to them. I'm okay with that. Uh. I would have done it. I would have done it because I like to, I don't like elephants in the room. Okay. I love elephants. <laughs> Maybe more than any other animal, but I don't like them in the room. Yeah. They should be in the jungle. Okay. So now we start to learn that there is tension between the OG women and the new women. So I guess it's not just among the new and old mm -hmm. men. Apparently the original women are filthy Jasenia yeah. talks about a trail of ants in the shower. Meanwhile, Genevieve blames the new women for this. And Victoria says, they're the dirty bitches, not us. Wow. Yeah, but again, another storyline that never comes to I would to have fruition. liked to see that trail of ants. Yeah, I want I mean, some that's proof. that's an easy shot. Yeah. Right? Let's see it. Jacob and Shanae talk now. We learn that he's obsessed with oral hygiene and carries a flosser around with him. I was very into this because I am also obsessed you with oral hygiene. You love floss. You yeah. got me into floss. Yeah. I really, I almost never floss before you. I don't only floss anymore. I also use those little like brush oh, yeah. Stick things that go oh, between your teeth. Yeah, those are pretty hard. You always get, you think you're done and then you get more. Yeah. <laughs> I am a true dentist's daughter. <laughs> I'm in the bathroom for like a solid five minutes doing my teeth. I've never seen someone enjoy flossing as much as you. Oh, yeah. You look forward to it. Oh, I look I don't. To you know, I do flossing every other day because I hate it so much. Oh. After brushing my teeth, I'm like, oh, nice. It's a no flossing day. <laughs> That's how I feel about working out. Oh, that's every day. <laughs> yeah. But you don't bleed anymore. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. He says to Shanae, your teeth are real. That's fire. She reveals she was hit in the teeth with a beer bottle once. And he weirdly doesn't ask more about that story. Yeah, I that was needed to curious. be unpacked. Yeah, yeah. Turns out she also cares about teeth. And they brush each other's teeth with charcoal toothpaste and make out. <laughs> Victoria and Alex now talk. He says he's resolute. In pursuing her. And Andy, you were like, did he just say resolute? Well, that's a real man. And as they talk, Johnny says that if she picks Alex, he'd bounce. <laughs> Worth noting that this conversation ends with a polite hug. Mm. No making out here. And now Victoria and Johnny chat. He says watching her with someone else is so hard given how he feels for her. He'd want to go to the end with her. This is real. She says, yes, indeed, what they have is real. And then they have a kiss, but it's also pretty PG-13. Yeah. She doesn't go into a deep makeout here. In general, she seems pretty respectful of the fact that they are coexisting in the same space and only interested in her. I think she's treating the process with maturity, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it's very kind of her to do that. I feel like she wants to make out with both of them, especially yeah. Alex. But she's like, no, Johnny can maybe see us. Mm. It's very considerate. Very against her character portrayed on her season. Uh, kind of, sort of. But I wouldn't say that that was her downfall on Peter's season. It was more oh, that her I'm talking stuff. shit because I didn't see yeah, yeah. it. So I'm just <laughs> saying just, well, the rumor mill. <laughs> yeah, you've just heard that she's a villain. You don't know why. I don't but know why. I wouldn't say it was, I mean, there's only one bachelor, so we never really saw this side of her, I guess. Hmm. But in her ITM leading into the rose ceremony, she weighs the pros and cons, but you and I both guessed that she would pick Johnny. 
Yeah. I said, it's because it's like, love it or list it. That was a good analogy. Thank you. Yeah. They always, always love it. Always. Yeah. They always love it. Mm -hmm. It should be just called love it. (laughs) That wouldn't be a good name. There's like no cliffhanger at the end. It's it's just a reno show. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. They always love it. Yeah. I think I've seen one person ever list it. That was it. Ever. Yeah. The whole show. Did they make a point of it where they're like, oh my God, someone listed it. No, they acted like it was a 50-50 shot. Unbelievable. It reminds me of Beat Bobby Flay. It's always Bobby Flay. Always Bobby Flay. (laughs) Always. Okay. So it's now the rose ceremony. Serene gives her rose to Brandon, Danielle to Michael, Eliza to Rodney. Mm. And once again, she says, Rodney, will you accept this rose? And he says, I do. (laughs) And Andy, you were like, again? Genevieve to Aaron, Jasenia to Andrew, Brittany to Tyler, Kate to Logan, Sinead to Jacob, Victoria to Johnny. Mm. We were right. Yes. And Florence to Alex. This was very unsurprising just Mm. from a drama standpoint, even though that didn't pay off because nothing happened. But how the hell is Adam the strapping Australian geologist going home? I don't get it. Without even a peep. Okay, Andy, these are some of your quotes during oh, this while he was hugging people goodbye yeah. so the hottest guy in the history of bip gets nothing what the fuck is this the twilight zone <laughs> unbelievable these people deserve each other <laughs> maybe he's not very charismatic mm. i find that hard to believe Look there are a him. lot of not charismatic people who get <laughs> dates on this show most people who do well on the show are not charismatic. It's so true. So the next day, Johnny and Logan chat. Johnny says he wishes Alex wasn't still there. We learn, though, that Alex did approach Johnny and it seemed like it was a nice enough exchange. And I said, why not show yeah, this? Yeah, why not show that? That would have been nice. I would have liked to have seen that. That shows a lot of maturity. It would have been, it would have been delightful to watch that. Yeah, a 33-year-old man. Mm. Well, he's not quite. Almost. Almost he's a, he's a, man. a junior man. Kate finds a date card and it is for Victoria. She asks Johnny, you can tell the producers are really trying to stoke this fire. Yeah. We'll keep Alex around. We'll give Victoria the, the date card, but come on. They were doing everything they could. Yeah. Because that clearly was what they, they wanted to have a real conflict. There. Yeah. I honestly think because the Victoria love triangle just fizzled out. That's yeah. why they brought in Justin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they need it. One. They need the fire. It's like a, it's like a bonfire. You got to keep throwing wood on yeah. it. Yeah. Victoria invites Johnny and Alex in his ITM says that statistics say around two couples will wind up staying together. So if he was a gambling man, he wouldn't have his money on them based on <laughs> statistics alone. Comment. I mean, he's, he's not right. wrong. Statistically. Victoria and Johnny go on their date. Victoria in her ITM says that Johnny and I's connection was instantaneous. Ooh. Their date is some sort of ceremony where they put lessons in their relationship. And Andy, you were laughing constantly during this date. At, I think it was a shaman. I, they didn't really say. It's or a shaman. A sh- I don't know. And you said this guy doesn't give a fuck. Not one. Not a single They solitary. have to state their intentions for their relationship. And she says that her intention is that they have a new beginning and a fresh start and progress things forward. And he says, I like it. The gist here is that Johnny seems to struggle with opening up and now they have to express their fears to each other. And she says her fear is being hurt at the end and she's scared because she likes him. He says he's in the same boat. Every time he gets close to someone, they disappear on him. He fears he's not good enough for her. For Mm. me, I was very distracted here that they were in bathing suits. Like they were clearly told to strip down into their swimsuits and they didn't end up in a hot tub until way later after all of this. So they they, were just... Well, they have to be vulnerable. Do you understand how these things work? I do. (laughs) 
it always feels a little so leery. They're yeah. like, now strip down, even though you'll head to the oven later yeah. and you'll head to the hot tub later. Right now, strip down and we're going to have the camera pan over you the, the, while you they, do it. They clearly want everyone to be as naked as possible until yeah. they don't, which is when you get a black box. <laughs> Very hypocritical. It's so true. And now they seem to bond and they touch foreheads. And Andy, you were just still laughing at the fact that the shaman was still watching them. Focus on your intentions. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria and Johnny talk and he says he's falling in love with her. She says he checks all of her boxes, which was a cute callback. And she says she's falling in love too. Sorry, she feels like she's falling in love too. It's not the same thing. He actually smiles here. I think we saw some teeth. And he says, what's happening to us? This was pretty cute. Finally, they're in the hot tub and they make out. And Andy, you continue to imagine the shaman watching them from afar. All part of the process. Back on the beach, everyone is all lovey-dovey. Rodney says he's not concerned about anyone coming down the steps. Nice. Justin arrives, which makes no sense. Andy, you were very bothered by this. You said, is this a revolving door? We learn Justin is interested in Eliza. And when he heard she was there, he just had to meet her. What about the other guys who want to meet other people? Yeah. Why, why does he get preference? Yeah. How did that happen? Are there no rules? There Is are there no law? I strongly suspect that these two were DMing before the show began. Has to be. His focus on meeting her specifically and yeah. the way she, she had this sort of knowing smile when she saw that it was him. They, they were already talking. Yeah. He reads his date card to the group and asks Eliza to talk and Rodney lets her go with a huge smile on his face. And Andy, you said, I would never want to see Rodney when he's really angry. Oh, when it boils over. Oh yeah. He I, looks, he looks a little bit like the incredible Hulk. <laughs> he's got like that kind of neck situation. Yeah. Happening. Yeah. The head, head yeah. to neck ratio. I bet, I bet when you really, really cross Rodney, Oh, yeah. You you regret it very quickly. I agree with that. To comfort Rodney, Genevieve says, don't worry, his personality is shit. <laughs> Ouch. Justin and Eliza talk. He says he came to meet her specifically, something she loves to hear. Mm. He'd been hoping she'd have come down before when he was still there. Meanwhile, everyone discusses how rock solid she and Rodney are. She says to Justin that she's flattered. She didn't think anyone knew would interest her until he came around. He asks her on the date and she says yes. Meanwhile, everyone seems to feel terrible for Rodney. I do think it's cute how beloved Rodney is. Yeah, he's, he's look, beloved. he's a very, very nice guy. Yeah, he's a Affable, lovely person. lovely. Like, yes. how could you not like he Rodney? He has such a nice open face. He smiles yeah. so freely. He laughs so freely. He's, he's a just good, lovely. He is a good guy, yes. is what he is. We have a scene about Aaron being pissed at Genevieve now for talking about Justin too much. Hmm. But Andy, you were focused solely on the inconsistent black boxing in the background. Yeah, what's going on with it's that? It's like one butt was black box, but another one wasn't, even yeah. though it seemed And I like- saw a solid cheek on Shanae, yeah, like yeah, a full yeah. cheek. There was nothing left in the imagination. Yeah. Why wasn't that black boxed? I mean, I'm, I'm fine. With, I'm not opposed yeah. to it. I'm just saying don't black box anything. Well, you We're are, adults. Don't second guess Blambo's skills, Andy. I know. I His know. knowledge. But he's been in the jungle for a long time. You know, so when you buy a swimsuit, there are different cuts you can get like a boyfriend or like a boy cut, which is sort of like full coverage. And then there's the bikini. No, sorry. First there's brief, then bikini and then thong. Okay. And I think that from bikini to thong 
is is black boxable. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it's the style of the of the bottom. Yeah, I think it's when there's more cheek than there is. Got it. <laughs> I don't know. No, it makes I've sense. I've never bought anything except like a full brief cover, so I have no idea. <laughs> so it's a no. It's I a, can't even imagine wearing a swimsuit. You really? I've never seen you in anything like fully revealing on the beach. You really like a good coverage, which I respect. Well, I just I am modest, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just insecure, <laughs> one or the other. I want to see you in like a full like strip or g string one day. <laughs> Just one day. Okay, so apparently Genevieve was talking about how Justin had fucked up too much, and it made Aaron feel like he was second choice. She approaches Aaron, and he says it's not her fault. She was unaware, and he was miffed because he had said that he came and their connection was simply better, but she had interrupted him to say that Justin had also gone on a date with Victoria, etc. And he says it makes it sound like it's not his success, but Justin's failing. And he says, it's not because of Justin's failing that we came together. And she says, yes, it is. I mean, no, it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Not even a Freudian slip. It's an insult to Freud. That's just a full, like, that's what she meant to say. I mean, the two of them together here is, they're just such a mess. Mess. It's a disaster. Disaster. And I want to, don't let me forget, I want to bring back this impetus of Aaron for bringing up this argument later. Andy, these fights come as a set. They Mm. go together very nicely. Okay, so Andy, you said he's insecure and cocky at the same time. Yeah, it's very impressive. I'm so torn because I I can understand. Look, I'm on her side in this and that. I think he was just being overly sensitive. But I also think that, you know, everyone's allowed to be sensitive in relationships. And I don't think he came at her that hard. And I thought her reaction was a bit of an overreaction. Like she started crying and he was, and she apologized and he's like, don't worry about it. I super accept your super apology, ex- he said. And then instead of just hugging it out, she ran off to cry some more. It's well, just they just of- don't talk about not handling conflict. Oh my well. God. It's textbook. This is exactly what you don't do every step of the way, even yeah. the way he did it. Yeah. They're always like, it's never like, hey, I have something to talk yeah. to oh, you yeah. about. First he it's just they off. walk away yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like they're, they're they sort force of, the nah. other person. It's so true. They force the other person to be like, "Hmm, that's out of character. Yeah. Something must be wrong. I'll try to figure it out." Yeah, and then they figure it out wrong, and they get yelled at. <laughs> yes. It's a great relationship. And then the person who was mad, be, who was mad, wait, the, who was the, the one ma- who was the one, mad at the maddie, the, the recipient of the anger. Yeah, is the one who's then really upset. Yeah. And here he accuses her of playing the victim. He says, oh, you're mad at me now? And Andy, here he said, oh, this relationship's going to work. Yeah. Anyway, she goes and cries some more, and we were just... <laughs> Every time we drink for a sleep, we're going to sing some classical piece. I think it deserves it. Yes, yeah, so look with look our at pinkies at. fine white wine in this sort of weird hotel glass, but... <laughs> It's a good wine. We love us some first leaf. It makes me feel very... (laughs) That is a good wine. It really is. I can't joke. I really like it. And you know what? I have never known that I would like a Chenin Blanc, which Mm. is what this is, by the way. But first leaf knew that I would because I told them that I liked crisp flavors. I liked citrus. Mm -hmm. I liked mineral flavors. You like burrata? (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm the only person on the planet who likes burrata. But seriously, I filled out their questionnaire and then First Leaf sent us wines based on our tastes or my tastes. And I really do love this wine. Like I would purchase this wine again. Oh no, it's good. And if you do like it, you can give it a thumbs up. And if you don't like it, you can give it a thumbs down. So as you go, they learn your even taste. more. They hone your taste hone. even better. Good word, Andy. They do hone your tastes. And look, there are people who know what they like in wine. Yeah. We know those people. Yes. Yeah, no one likes those people. <laughs> but for all of us who don't know what we like in wine, we need a lot of help. Hmm. We know what we like in food, but we're not exactly sure what we like in wine. And they tell you based on what you know. It's so important. I don't want to stress this enough. I don't know anything. Yeah. But I like this wine. Why? Because I said I like these things. Yes. And these things are this. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you're not completely satisfied with one of your bottles, you can tell First Leaf and they will credit you that bottle for your next delivery. Amazing. Amazing. So what's the downside? There is no downside. Oh, I was hoping you were telling me a downside, <laughs> but there is none. So sign up for First Leaf today and you'll get your first six bottles for only $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash shandy. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash shandy to get your first six bottles for only $39.95 plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash shandy. Look at the glow. Look at this glow. <laughs> Oh, husband. Wow. All those products. Well, it's really one main product that has been probably the biggest game changer in my skincare regimen to date. Mm. And anyone who's been listening to me talk about skincare for a while knows that I've been using prescription retinoin for, at this point, well over a decade. Wow. Yeah. I heard about retinoin when I was... Retinoin. <laughs> no, I heard about that when I was in high school. Really? I mean, this has been around forever. Yeah. It's one of the top ingredients that you can use. All dermatologists recommend it for acne and for fine lines and wrinkles. Prescription tretinoin has been a game changer for me. And that's why I love apostrophe so very much because I now no longer need to go to the doctor to get a prescription and then go to the pharmacy to get my product. So basically you go to apostrophe.com and you just fill out their online consultation. So you describe your skincare concerns. They could be acne, aging, what have you. And you take selfies of your skin and then you submit those and a board certified dermatologist will review your information. And if they think you need something, they will prescribe that for you. And it's a really big game changer, especially given I'm on the road way more than I was like 12 years ago when I started using this stuff. And it's just so great. Like I can get it delivered wherever I am. What do people value the most? Price, convenience. Time and money. Yes. Can we just say that? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't wrong. They were, no, you were right. Yeah. You were right. You were right around it. But time and money. Mm -hmm. And what does apostrophe do? It saves you both. A lot. So we have a very special deal for our audience, the Shandies. Get your first visit with an apostrophe provider for only $5 when you go to apostrophe.com slash Shandy and enter promo code Shandy. That's a savings of $15 and this offer is only available to our listeners. To get started, go to apostrophe.com slash Shandy and click get started. Then use our code Shandy at sign up to get your first dermatology visit for only $5. And we thank apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. Oof. As everyone watches on. Eliza heads over to Rodney to talk. In her ITM, Eliza seems to enjoy being in this position. She says, quote, I've never had two guys fight over me. And she's smiling huge. She says, I don't love it, but I do. <laughs> Eliza and Rodney now talk. She says that when she came, they were the two people she wanted to meet, him and Justin. He says he just wants her to be happy. She says she wants him to tell her not to go on the date. And he says he doesn't want her to go, but he wants her to get clarity. He says he's trying to not be a hypocrite. And I think this is a good point because literally the week before this, he was dumping lace. Yeah. 
You know, it's he just went through this. He's doing the right thing. He chose Eliza over Lace. He's unquestionably doing the right thing. Yeah. And saying the right things yeah, he, in the right manner. Yep. And she seems bothered by this. She says she wants to be with a guy who's direct and says, this is what I want. And Andy, you said, and I want to be with a girl who doesn't ask to go on dates with other guys. <laughs> While Eliza in her ITM cries saying Rodney obviously doesn't feel strongly for her and she feels stupid. Andy, you were beside yourself. You said she's the messy one and you gave your badge of honor to Rodney. Yeah. You said she's putting it on him. She's transferring her guilt to him. She already accepted the date. That is a crucial detail here. Yeah. It's like, like, okay, let's, let's, let's role play this. Okay. Want to role play this? Sure. Okay. No, seriously. Let's do this. Okay. Hey, Charlene, I wanted to tell you something. So I met this girl at the gym. <laughs> super hot. Super hot. I've been wanting to meet her. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. I've been wanting to, I, I yeah. have had my eye on her yeah, for a while. We've been DMing. Yeah. So tonight... I made a reservation at the W. Not great. Oh, wait, a room? <laughs> yeah, I reserved a room at the W. It's it's okay. It's not a, a it's not extravagant. Oh, it's just a nice okay. room. It's fine. It's like okay. five hundred bucks. Okay, it's a good room. Um, and we're gonna have sex. <laughs> what do you think of that? I kind of can't believe you're giving me this information that you're asking this of me. Well, I figured I'd ask you because, you know, would you rather me go behind your back and have sex with this girl? But you already asked her and you're already having the date planned. You've already booked the room. You already have plans to go on the date. I I mean, so. Well, I want you to have clarity. All right. Well, you're a dick. I'm going to go smash. (laughs) I'm a dick. I'm the dick here. Yeah, see? Scene. 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 I wrote, I don't understand what she's upset about. She obviously, first, that's the thing. She obviously wanted to go on the date with Justin. She was flirting with Justin. She's like, I, you were this one of the people pre- I wanted. This was pre-high school. This was like, this was like seventh grade shit. Yes. What the hell? Yes. We already did the yeah, scene, yeah. so I have to make the analogy. <laughs> but I'm supposed to stop you from doing a thing you already committed to that's hurting me and yes. that's disrespectful yes. and that's basically cheating yes i it's i'm supposed to rise above and i'm supposed to tell you not to do that (laughs) yeah and bearing in mind that it's not cheating in this environment that's really crucial yeah because everyone's going on dates with everyone everyone's cheating on each other that's literally the point everyone always says that's the point of paradise it's to explore and so she's doing something that is very common and expected of her and is angry at him for allowing her to do that this is the thing Actions speak louder than words, right? Yes. So that's the, one of the things I've noticed on this franchise in general is that people don't focus enough on actions. They focus Too much almost words. exclusively on yeah. words, yes. which is always a problem. But in this situation, you've removed yourself from the action equation. Yes. You said, I've committed an action, which has now removed you from being able to do an action that yeah. is appropriate. Your words now count. Yes. <laughs> and the one time words count... And actually, I think the action of his words of being like, I don't want you to go on the date, but I want you to be happy, shows that he cares about her way more than if he were just like, don't go on the date. And he's not the kind of guy who's going to be a jealous boyfriend who's always causing conflict. He's like, you looked at that guy or you, why are you hanging out with your friends or why with that guy from work? Who was that guy? He shows such better character for a long-term partner than a guy who's like, you just came here. I left a girl to be with you and like, and you're not allowed to see anyone else, even though that's the point of the show that we're all on. I'll take it a step further. (laughs) If I was Eliza, I would have, once he... Did he committed to this dialogue? Yeah. I would say, you passed the test. Congrats. I'm not going out with Justin. I'm staying with you. 
Congrats. Yeah, that, well, so apparently it was a different test. It's opposite day. It's the opposite test. <laughs> yes, it's the The test oppos- should have been that he did say that. <laughs> I wrote here, she found a way to be the victim in the situation. It's like she made Rodney the bad guy. It's, for she, not, for me, it's unbelievable. Again, me having sex at the W. Yeah. Same thing. You called it a magic trick, Andy. Yeah, sleight of hand. It feels like she's one of those people who sees jealousy as a good sign that someone's into her. It just feels super juvenile. Juvenile, less than high school. Yeah, it's like I and we've all known people like that who are like, oh yeah, they're really jealous. Like I like that. That yeah, what is I now feel desired because they're jealous. That jealousy doesn't mean shit. She's the kind of girl that would like two guys to joust over her. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Anyway, can we talk about jousting for a second? What about jousting? How insane is jousting? It's so dangerous thank you (laughs) (laughs) you should be it'd be funny like you're like travel back in time to a joust and you're running out you're like stop stop this is so dangerous you guys crazy yeah i know it seems brutal yeah Yeah. i mean you're going full on a horse imagine like even hitting a a, like a thin tree branch while you're riding full trot like gallop yeah full gallop on a horse and like a thin one of those like like a tiny tree branch hits you in the face. You're like, oh, <laughs> God. Imagine a long, like a 10-foot-long steel Ugh. spike yeah. ramming into you. It's also the kind of thing that's so easy to cheat at. I feel like you could aim for the horse. Oh, totally. You could do anything you want. And the right and wrong is sort of moot when one of you is dead. Yeah. Anyway. You should just be able to fight. You should sit on a horse and have a fist fight while you're on horses. That would be an interesting Yeah, con- I actually think contest. that's more fair. Yeah. Glad we got to the Let's bottom Let's go back of that. in time and change this. Okay, so now as Eliza primps for her date, we were laughing so hard at this because her voiceover was talking about how Rodney obviously didn't care about her. Meanwhile, she's like glamming up. She's got like this super sexy, like <laughs> cut out tight dress on. Andy, you said he forced her to go on this date. Yeah. He forced her to wear that dress. <laughs> He forced her to do all of this. What's that stuff? Glitter. (laughs) And Michael in his ITM actually seems to have a good read on the situation. He says that Eliza wanted an ultimatum. I find it very interesting when so early on what you would desire is an ultimatum. Genevieve and Aaron talk now. She says she's sorry, and it's him she chose. He says it's a fine line of wanting her to feel special and wanting to be made to feel special in return. And she assures him that he is special. Mm. He tears up as she hugs him. And Andy, you said, even police cry. Actually, you sang this. Is it? Did I? Do you remember what the song was? I don't remember the song. To me, this is an 80s song. It's like a new wave. Yeah. It's got like a... I'll do that. Okay, I'll do that. And you sing. It's more like a... Like a, it's a synth. Oh, it's a heavy synth. It's like ding, 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 ding. Okay, okay. No, 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 not so tinny. A little more deep. and a little more synth. Police cry. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Even police cry. Even police cry. Even police cry. This has potential. Yeah, I liked that. This high Denver, high altitude. It really it's Oh yeah, I run out of breath a lot in this opera. Okay, she tells him not to question how much she cares for him they make out. And you and I, Andy, were mostly confused by how fraught and dramatic this all was. I don't know. Even this, it's like, you're special. 
I'm special. Yeah. I've chose you. I feel chosen. We like each other so much. What is this? It just didn't seem joyful. No. It seems like they kind of, they're one of those couples. We know yeah. those people. Those people get off on the drama. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's something for everyone, but to me, that just seems stressful. I agree. Andy, you said that was a manufactured fight. Like, what was that? It's like people who like spicy food. It's totally true. People who love, look. I'm okay, not, a lot of people okay, like wait. spicy food, no, no, no. so we're about I'm to. Not, I'm not going to step into this one. Okay. I will say that I even like a little bite. Like, yeah. we don't like spicy food it's at all. It's called a kick, Andy. A kick. Thank you. <laughs> but I respect people who like spicy food. What I don't respect is people who like unbelievably like brain yeah. melting hot yeah. food because to me those people just don't like food yeah they don't have taste well, they so they have, have to like it's like alex arnold you know the the, the yeah, free yeah. climber yes who by the way is amazing i'm not there's no disrespect oh, yeah. to alex arnold here yes there's incredible human but beings. there's something yeah. off there there's something off there's something in his <laughs> no frontal one's denying cortex there's something off no question yeah i mean he's, he's completely insane. are you comparing people who like really spicy food to people who yes because he there's something in his brain, whether, I don't know, it's the frontal cortex or the amygdala or whatever the hell it is. Something's not producing enough dopamine. Like for him to get even a drip of dopamine, yeah. he's literally got to, without any equipment, climb the steepest mountain in the world. Yeah. And then he gets it. He's like, oh, wow, I feel the dopamine. Yeah. That's the only way we can get it, I think. This might be bullshit, but it, it's, a, it's a decent theory. Yeah. That's what I think with these people. These people don't have a taste. They don't understand relationships. They don't speak that language. Mm-hmm. They don't know how it's done. They don't know what they the end is. They can't get off on nuance. They, they need it to be hot and cold. They need the lows to be low so that the highs can be high. Yes. You know what it is? It's young. It's young, but like also I, I some people never get out of that. Yeah, some people when never I was 20, and when I was in my early to mid-20s, I remember being like, oh, you know, you would almost crave a fight. You want to fight because there's nothing there. Yeah. There's no dopamine. There's yeah. no spice. Yeah. You want, I would crave a fight just for the makeup. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I want flavor. I don't want spice. Yeah. I want it to be, it tastes good. I don't want it to taste painful. <laughs> Eliza and Justin are on their date now. She says that she thought she was in something kind of serious, but Rodney told her to go on this date and she says now she knows where she stands. Hmm. Justin relates back now to when he was asked to go on a date with Victoria and Genevieve let him go on that date. And I wrote, oh, as if he didn't want to go on that date. Exactly. Exactly. It's ridiculous. They're somehow being the victim in this situation. It's absurd. They, they, I'm honestly speechless. Like, I can't believe that this is a thing now. I can't believe it's come to this point. Yeah. Where now you're the victim. I want to go hook up with someone else. I want to go on a date with someone else. You're not stopping me. You're not controlling me. You're not making me not do something that I obviously want to do. And you're the asshole. Yeah. It's like you're literally (laughs) sticking someone up in the street. Stick a gun right in their chin. Yeah. You're like, I want your money. And they give you the money. Uh Uh-huh. And you have the money. (laughs) And you're like, why would you give me your money? (laughs) What are you, an idiot? (laughs) What's wrong with you? Eliza says she's looking for someone who's intentional and direct and goes after what they want. She says that she's romantic mm-hmm. and loves being pursued, but she's ready to find the person she's going to be with. I just think that's such, so interesting that she thinks she's romantic. She thinks this is a romantic perspective. Yeah, from a 12-year-old's perspective, it's, it, it is. Doesn't it feel young? Yeah. There's, like, okay, first of all, there's 20 hot this. girls on the island. Yeah. You're being pursued yes. more than in most he situations. He literally already ended things with Lace in a very messy, yeah. messy way. Yes. Messy. He, he, 
ate a big bullet for that. Yes. That was brutal. Yes, it was brutal. In the real world, she has more of a case. Yes. That's how ridiculous this yes, is. Yes. Totally, but she has no case in the real totally world. Totally agree. Justin says that he feels the same way. He doesn't question timing. Things will work out the way they're supposed to. They get fireworks now and make out while a sad Rodney says that he would treat her right and he hopes that she chooses him. That's the end of the episode, Andy. And we get our credits and it's Genevieve in an ITM with a spider. Yeah. And that's that. Arachnophobia. I guess she has arachnophobia. Do you think so? I mean, here's the thing like Genevieve is kind of the boy who cried wolf. She has such a big reaction and such a negative reaction to so many things that I'm like, it could just. It could just be Genevieve. Her reaction to that spider made me think, though, that it was the new girls who were the dirty ones. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with that. I will say this about spiders. I don't, arachnophobia to me is like a weird phobia. It doesn't make sense to me. It's like, who doesn't have, like, who's like sees a spider crawling on them and is like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. I I mean, then there's a couple people. Yeah, but there's people who have like pet tarantulas. I know, but there's, it's a different, it's one thing to have the pet tarantula. It's like your own fart. You're like, you're okay with that. Someone else's (laughs) fart, you're not okay with. Do you think everyone's okay with their own fart? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I don't think anyone like has their own fart. They're like, oh my God, you pig. Do you think, okay, so here's, this might be too graphic, but do you think anyone, like, do people kind of like their own farts? I I don't think it's a comfortable topic, but I'm pretty sure most people do. Yeah. Because you kind of just want to know what's going on. Yeah. It's an investigative procedure. (laughs) Okay, so now it's episode 11. We pick up with an evening bonfire. And as Rodney and Andrew describe who's who at Paradise High, they wonder who the bad kid would be, which cues Hayden coming down the steps with appropriately villainy music and a flashback to his finer moments from his season. He pulls Shanae first and they talk about Rambo enough for her to notice that it's a little weird how much he talks about Rambo. Mm. And Tyler, meanwhile, reveals that Hayden, this is to the group, spent something like 80K on surgeries for his dog to make him last another nine months, 12 months or something. And now Hayden pulls Kate and she basically says that he should shoot his shot and not be afraid to be bold. The subtext being here that if she were asked on a date, she would consider going. That's sort Mm. of how it seemed. And she reveals now that it's to elicit a reaction out of Logan. She says, quote, what I'm really looking for is for him to step up and be honest about how he feels about me because it's hard to read. Okay. Again. Okay. Again. Okay. So this is this is part B now yeah. of the Eliza yeah. move. Yeah. I'm going to give Kate just a little more benefit of the doubt for now. Just for now. And I'm going to explain why. Just, okay. just hear okay. me out. I'll hear you out. I do think that there are things we're not seeing with her and Logan. And that thing that we're not seeing is probably that Logan is not being effusive enough. Okay, fine. Yeah. I'll give her the benefit of yeah. the doubt. And I get what she's doing a little more than Eliza. Rodney was full bore on Eliza. He was, there was no lack of effusion there. Yeah. Effusion? Is that a word? <laughs> I don't know. Effusiveness, I think. Effusion's a better But I mean, word. I feel like Logan's been, I mean, he ended you things with Shanae. Like that was I just know. as messy I, as the lace l- thing. Listen, it's pretty obvious that he's into her. Okay. Due to the edit, we don't know what's okay. going on behind I'll give the scenes you this. with Logan. I'll give you this. I remember watching my season back and being shocked, like, and moved at some of the things Juan Pablo said about me in his ITMs. Mm. Because he didn't say that stuff to my face. Right. Like he told me he liked me. He would give me roses. You know what I mean? Like I got the impression that he liked me, but then he would get really specific in his ITMs. And it was, you know, it was a lot more moving somehow. I remember watching it and crying 
Wow. Like I was really touched. Wow. And yeah. it's not like I think it would have made any difference. It's more that I'm like, oh, wow, he, that's not what he expressed he didn't to say my to you. face. So that's what I'm saying. I think Kate isn't getting as much as we think she's getting from Logan. I do believe it. Mm-hmm. And I think that she's kind of, this is kind of like a Hail Mary to get him. It's not ma- super no, mature. No, it's very immature. It's and there's a difference smart. in age. Kate is 33. I agree. Eliza's something like 25, 26. And also Logan's 26. So. Yeah, I don't love this. Yeah. What I'm saying is if you compare Eliza to Kate in the move, so far, Kate is in a better position. Yeah, okay, I, okay. I, I, I slightly. See, I can see the slightest bit. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt that the move she's making is out of a bit of desperation to get that extra pull from Logan. But it's still Logan. a game. That's Agreed. my issue is I'm not oh, into game playing. Like, I think that every early relationship needs some sort of song and dance. Sure. But yeah. I think that this is going too far. It's like you can be direct. You can have a conversation. But we also have to remember, and this is not really in her defense or Eliza's defense or anyone's defense, but generally the environment, and we talked about this last year, the environment is not conducive to maintaining that the early sparks of excitement about each other. If you're not a naturally effusive person, you need some distance to, to miss each other. Yeah. In this situation, they're just like waking up, meeting for breakfast, sitting next to each other all day, going swimming, maybe working out. Mm-hmm. They have all the time in the world. They miss out on the early stages. Yeah. Of, of not knowing. Of not Of going knowing. home and being like, what's going on? It's yes. been two days. What is she doing? Yes. The yeah. excitement, the missing yeah. each other. I remember the early stages of us dating each other and it was like so exciting every time I would get a text from oh. you. You know what I mean? Like oh, we really? Would be, yeah. Oh, I would think the same. Like I didn't know you were excited too. I thought you were just like, yeah, of course he's texting me. I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first photo I ever sent you. You said, will you send me a photo of what you're doing right now? And I was walking down the street so I took a selfie and I had sunglasses on. I remember you were eating frozen yogurt. Probably. <laughs> As always. <laughs> yeah. You know that you miss out on that in this environment. Yeah. So I can imagine maybe after a couple of days of just being excited about each other, you fall into this rhythm of just complacency. So again, I'm not I'm not condoning this. I don't approve of it, but I'm just saying that I can see where in this artificial environment, mm-hmm. yeah. as you were saying, I think that she's trying to just get that extra kick yeah the kick. she wants move. more spice she wants the spice she yeah. wants the paprika no paprika's not spice no, is it no oh i'm thinking of chili powder okay yeah that's that's definitely <laughs> red hot. pepper flakes yeah oh hayden of course asks kate on the date and she smiles really big here mm-hmm. looks right at logan and then says yes yeah that wasn't into no, that. i wasn't into this in her voiceover she says i want logan to tell me to not go on this date oh go my again. god i'm starting what to wonder this? if this is like a producer tactic it must be you know it's so easy to plant the seed do you feel like logan's as excited about you yeah. as you are about him yeah, is he telling him? you is he planning little dates for you is he making these little gestures for you oh he's not maybe you should light a fire under his ass let remind him how desirable you are honestly i think kate's mature enough to know that that's bullshit yeah and we also have to remember that kate came to play she did she 100 people mistakenly last week thought that we think kate's you know some uh, a paragon of uh good behavior which we don't think at all it's that she came to play and she's an interesting person to watch on this show for sure but to me this was just if she is serious about logan this This was was very this is a weak move First foul. This is our first fight, by the way. This is our first fight. (laughs) When she and Logan finally talk, he pulls a Rodney and says he wants her to have the full experience. He dated a lot before she got there, and he thinks if she wants to go on the date, she should go on the date. And can I tell you something else? (laughs) Do you realize the level of maturity it takes for a 26-year-old man in America to do that? Oh, my God. And he likes her. 
He likes her he a lot. He likes her a lot. Yes, a lot. Kate says, quote, he failed the test. Nope. One. And he, Logan, he passed with flying colors. Logan in his ITM, meanwhile, says, who am I to take that away from her? Thank you. He likes her so much that he doesn't want to take away from her paradise experience. Okay, so now it's the next day and Jasenia and Kate talk. Kate says that Logan seemed low energy about all this. It wasn't a hell no, stay. Mm-hmm. Jasenia actually has the right take on this. She says that he didn't want her to go, but he didn't want to be controlling. Jasenia coming through. Yes. Kate in her ITM says that she's going to take what Logan said at face value. And I wrote, wait, so she's allowed to test him, but his reaction is to be taken at face value. Right. So there's no nuance no. in his in his answer, his reaction, but she's allowed to just test him freely, willy-nilly. Such a double standard. Okay, so Hayden and Kate now go on their date. They go ziplining and Andy, you sang boring. <laughs> they try their darndest to make this date seem interesting, but it's really not. You can't make ziplining fun. It's not possible. <laughs> no one's ever done it. It's never been done. Are we going to get your thoughts on ziplining again, I've already Andy? made my thoughts clear. <laughs> Hayden seems to be terrified by this. And in a voiceover, Kate says that she's not turned on by his scared guy energy. What? It's, uh, what is that? Come on. Let the guy be scared of his Like, I'm not a Hayden fan in any capacity, but, no. you know, it just feels... The, the Eliza and Kate things happening here just seems so passe to me. It's yeah. like they're seeking this kind of machoism. Yeah. It's like, no, you're mine. You stay. You don't go on that Why date. Why don't they just you're have mine. like a hammer test? Yeah. Just do that, that carnival hammer thing where they hit the hammer and yeah. the thing goes up. Just yes. do it for everybody. That's- and whoever wins, that's the guy you go with. <laughs> Keep it simple. The strongest guy, yeah. yeah. That's sort of how it feels. It's like you they want someone to control them and to be like, oh, not afraid of anything. I don't know. It just Yeah. Ugh. But believe me, Hayden sucks at a lot yes. of things. One of the things I don't really care about him sucking at is not being brave on a zip line. Yeah. It's okay. So now they talk and Hayden says, I'm really excited you decided to come on me. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you insisted we acknowledge this. Because I was like, we knew what he meant. And you were like, you you're going to just let him say that and not take a note of it? It would be a crime it? against humanity not to acknowledge that. They talk about Rambo now, and he reveals he spent six figures to keep him alive for, quote, another year or so. In her ITM, Kate has a massive reaction to this and says it suggests his priorities aren't aligned. I'm torn on this because yeah. I feel like if you have the money... yeah. And your dog is your favorite relationship you have in this world. Like, look, I'm not saying that's the best way to spend $100,000. But if you have the money and that's your top prayer, I don't know. I don't think it's anyone's place to judge that. If I have $10 million, I'm spending 100 grand to keep Rambo alive. Yes. And we don't know what his financial situation is. If I have 500 grand, I take Rambo out to the backyard with a pistol and I say, Rambo, look at the sunset. (laughs) So now Hayden reveals what happened on his season, the rough around the edges comment, how he had said his ex was hotter. Kate Mm. is unimpressed. She seems to rapidly pick up on the fact that he was the villain from his season and maybe this is not a great look. And in her ITM, she says she has seen the light and now realizes how good she had it with Logan. I find it interesting that he was the one that was supposed to realize how good he had it with her. Yeah. And it backfired. Well, at least she admitted it. So back on the beach, Michael calls the Eliza, Justin, Rodney situation the most complicated love triangle the beach has seen. Hmm. Justin asks if there's anything he can do. He asks Eliza this to to show her how much he likes her. And Andy, you said, tell me I can't go on other dates. (laughs) He asks if she needs space. And she says, no space. I wrote, oh, we get it. You want to be pursued. You want no space. No space. (laughs) 
No space for you. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rodney is all down and he calls it a major setback for them. Justin and Rodney chat now. Hmm. I didn't really love how Justin went about this, honestly. Because yeah. he was talking to Andrew and Michael and he was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna talk to Rodney and try to But he didn't there. talk to Rodney. He just, he didn't he give put it Rodney. Yeah, he put it on Rodney. Yeah, he was like, so Rodney, what's going on? How yeah, are you feeling? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> Rodney says he was excited at first because he's his boy. Justin is his boy. They're friends. But Rodney says Eliza's all he wants. Justin ah. says, same. Ah. Rodney in his ITM says that he's not the type to sit off to the side. If she wants assertive, he'll give her assertive. So oh. now Rodney and Eliza talk. I he- don't know if I want to be friends with Justin. <laughs> Close friends. Maybe acquaintances. Yeah. It's rough. I mean, as you have said before, all's fair in love and war. Well, I mean, it's good friends. I mean, all's fair in I mean, love of war, but I, I'm not but, assuming you know, maybe, I'm battling with my best but friend. But it's sort of like, you know, how you'll say, oh, I love you. I miss you to a friend who you don't actually love or miss. Like, maybe they're like, you're my boy, but they're not actually that close. Well, if like, I don't picture Brandon friends, doing this to Rodney or Rodney doing this to if Brandon. If they're not real friends, then fine. But if they're real friends, this crosses a line a little bit. I mean, I agree. Rodney says he only wants her. He's not going on any other dates. And Eliza continues to lord it over him that he said to go on the date. Hmm. And he says, you're my only focus. And she says, if I was your only focus, you wouldn't have let me go on that date. (sighs) Andy, you said she's punishing him for giving her freedom. Hmm. She says she was really annoyed and she's more guarded now. And she says everything was perfect. I love how she continues to blame him. She's the victim here. She's the victim for going on a date with someone else that she clearly wanted to go on a date with. And made out with endlessly. We both were big fans of Eliza on Clayton's season. We were fans of her on this season up until this. And now I can tell you that I want nothing to do with her. (laughs) I mean, look, I am sure. And this is what's weird. It's funny when you do these. Like, I feel so confident in my perspective on something. And then people will be like, what? You disagree with me? (laughs) I feel this way. And people get very upset, by the way, when we don't vocalize what they're thinking in their heads. We don't share their opinions. People really got upset last night. Yeah, if there's one thing we've learned from having a podcast is people pretty much just want you to agree with them. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's it. Five stars. They agree with everything I think. (laughs) But yeah, in this situation, I am sure that there are people who think Eliza's right. Oh, yeah. And that to me is alarming. It's alarming. As someone who's been married, we've been married for a long time. It is scary to me that people think that she's right about this. I'm reading the comments right now. I know the comments we're going to get. It's like, I have never disagreed with you more. (laughs) I want my man to fight for me. I like you guys, but. (laughs) Yeah. You know who I want my man to fight for me? When I'm in the middle of the street and a guy is literally mugging me and you're standing next to me. That's how I want him to fight for me. You know. Actually, this is a great example, a way someone fights for you in a nuanced, subtle way that shows support. Someone put the best comment that I just really, (laughs) that I agreed with, (laughs) but from our manifesting episode from Thursday, which I will link and which by the way, highly recommend. Yeah. It's kind of unexpected for us, but it really was was a good episode. It was a great episode. Yeah, it was one of our favorites. But in it, I mispronounced, I read the word, uh, oh, I said adage instead of the adage. Mm. At first I read, oh, the adage. And I was like, oh, wait, it's adage. Why did I, mean, I that's, say that's adage? That's reasonable. And you said, well, it, it should be adage. It should be. Yeah. And Absolutely. it was so cute. Someone said that that was a moment of you showing support for me. Like you oh. didn't belittle me. You didn't make fun of me. To me, that is fighting for me in little ways. That's showing your support of me in little ways every day. When you explain something to me, I don't know. You're never condescending. 
It's always like excitedly telling me or like agreeing with me that, you know, it does look like it could be a Dodge. You know what I mean? That's cute. And I I mean, cute if you didn't notice. Not cute (laughs) of me. I mean, so I guess maybe it's cute of me. But yeah, to me, that says so much more than you being like, you can't go on a date with someone else. You're mine. Uh, I mean, look, you're preaching to the choir. I know. Okay. She says that she was really annoyed and she's more guarded now. Everything was perfect. I said, wow, she's punishing him. He asks how he can show her he's serious about her. And she says she shouldn't have to tell him. He should just know. Yeah. And while I agree with that to some extent, like show versus tell, she, as you said, just recently wanted him to tell, not show. He showed it last week. With he Lace. showed it heavy. It was a heavy showing. <laughs> heavy showing. Yeah. I can see why he would feel the need to ask her. How can I show? Like, what is, what is a way I can show you how interested I am in you in a way that you will understand? Oh, that reminds me of a quote from the movie uh, Love Story. There's a line in that movie that says, loving someone... Truly loving someone, and I'm butchering the quote, but this is the paraphrase. Truly loving someone is never having to say you're sorry. Ooh, I've heard that. That's famous. It is, and it's from that movie. <laughs> okay. I think. Now I may I be know. screwing everything up. Uh, yeah. And by the way, you know who's going to tell me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Those guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Truly loving someone. Instead, Rodney says, I'm going to show you, meaning I'm going to show you how much I care about you. And her response is, I hope so. Ugh. I wrote, Eliza. Yikes. Eliza, this is very why have you forsaken <laughs> us? Yeah. They part ways, and in the next scene, we see Justin and Eliza together making out. And Genevieve is furious for Rodney. She takes the opportunity to talk more shit about Justin and says Eliza's too sweet for Justin. And I wrote, is she? Mm. I don't. Th- she used to be too sweet. I don't think, ju- you know, okay, I know that they're friends, and it's kind of shady of Justin, whatever, but I do think that he probably went there to meet like Eliza was probably on his short list. I yeah. do believe that oh, part absolutely. of it. And I think the reason they kind of kept him in the loop and brought him back in through the revolving door is because they needed, again, another love triangle because the Victoria one fizzled yes. out. But to me, this is on Eliza. I'm sorry. I liked Eliza and I still like Eliza. Like she's a perfectly likable person, but her perspective on relationships, I strongly feel she wants to be the good guy here and she wants to do something that's bad guy-ish, yeah. especially after what Rodney went through with Lace. And so she's coming out smelling like roses. She's doing it, what she can. Is it possible at all, just to create a conspiracy theory, yeah. is it possible that deep down Eliza really wants to sabotage the Rodney relationship? She's not really into it and she's really oh, much more into Justin. I'm so glad you're saying that because I 100% agree. Thank you. I don't think Eliza was ever that into Rodney. I kind of agree. But once again, just be the bad guy. Yeah. Just be the bad guy. Be the bad guy. She put it Allow- on him. Yes. You're right. You know what? Now that I think about this, let's 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 own this. Yes. This is what happened. Yes. She wasn't crazy about Rodney. And instead of just being the bad guy, as you say, mm-hmm. and ending it, or just phasing out of it, she decided to make him the bad guy. That's her breakup style. And that's bad. Oh, that's actually not uncommon. I know, but it's bad. It's like people who, when they break up with someone, they're blaming them. Yeah. They're like, you did this and this and this. I'm just, I can't yeah. stay. It's not me, yeah, it's you. Yeah, 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 it's you. <laughs> okay, so now Justin and Joey arrive. And these are the twins that were eliminated night one on Gabby. <laughs> who cares? Who cares what season? While they chat with Jesse, Andy, you said, I hate them for bringing these guys back. I wrote, this is so tired. It's all the same stuff we've seen. Them wearing the same shirt. The way to tell them apart is he, one wears gold, the other wears silver. It's like, okay, we get it. They're identical twins. It feels like the same Emily Haley Ferguson shtick. 
You don't even know who I'm talking about. No. But it's like identical twins. Like, ha, 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 they're twins. Which one's which? Justin and Florence talk. And he says, you're from Europe? I'm from Italy. And then moments later reveals he's never been. Yeah. I'm from Russia. <laughs> yeah, you are from Russia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from China. Yeah. <laughs> Partly. <laughs> Joey and Shanae talk. After chatting, she tells Jacob they smell different. I wrote, no way, but they're twins. What? Justin asks Florence on the date and Joey asks Shanae. And of course, the focus is on the age difference. These are seasoned women, after all. They're 30 and 33. And these kids don't know what they're in for. So now we get a double date. (sighs) They encounter Wells at a bar and they do cantina games. And it's pretty much just a whole lot of drinking. And he's having a nap over there. You hated this. (laughs) Sorry. I hate to say about these twins, I, I, to to all respect, I'm sure these are lovely boys. They seem lovely. Uh Like if I was a father, they seem like good kids. Like they mean well, Uh but holy shit, they're boring. (laughs) It's like boring in stereo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a wheel of darers, which is mostly kissing and licking armpits. And then they have to roll each other up in life-size tortillas. And Andy, you said more wasting food on The Bachelor. Yeah, really like taking it to the next level. Yeah. It's like gallons of food. Yeah. It's gone. As Joey and Shanae talk, Andy, you said you were nauseated. As the twins talk about their connections with the women, you said these guys are like 12. And as they made out, Andy, you said, oh God, this is gross. So you really don't like these twins. No, I. it's not. Again, I don't. It's not about me disliking the twins. Yeah. I don't like them in this environment. Yeah, I think what you don't like is the shtick. Yeah. It's like it's not checking your watch. It's It's not their fault. I don't want to watch this. Yeah. This is not fun. They don't say anything interesting. Who likes this? Who likes this? Do you guys like this? How many people? Let's take a poll. Okay. Ready? And poll. And now we're being sold that Shanae's legitimately into Joey, which I don't buy. And here we see an ad for casting for Senior Bachelor. And Andy, you said, when is this happening? I've I've seen this advertised since I started watching the show. Yes. Where is it? Is it a joke? (laughs) Is this a joke? We've seen this. Because I want to see this. There's nothing I want to see more than the senior bachelor. Yeah. Maybe they're having a hard time casting. And I mean, senior, are we talking like really senior? Is this like like elder care bachelor or is this like just over 50? I think it's over something not that old. (laughs) It's over 35. (laughs) Probably. And you said regarding the twins, who the fuck wants to see that? It's too shallow to be of romantic interest, not filthy enough to be of porn interest. (laughs) Andy, you're looking so comfy yet still chic over there in your Faherty top. I look polished yet effortless. <laughs> exactly. We love us some Faherty, the highest quality clothes I have come across, and I am not kidding. I'm not kidding either. Neither of us are kidding. No. These clothes don't do anything but stay the same way that they were when you got them. <laughs> it's insane, actually. They're so well made. They're so durable. They're so soft. Yeah. I love their attention to detail with materials. That shirt. I got to say, you hear me raving. I'm not just saying this because this is an ad. I rave about this shirt constantly because it goes with everything you Versatile. have. Versatile. Yeah, you wear it sometimes like a button down, like an actual shirt. Sometimes you wear it open like a cardigan like you are right now. It keeps you warm when you need it. You can throw it in your bag. It's the most versatile piece. And that really sums up Faraday's clothes. Yeah. You can wear them across different seasons and mix and match with what you've already got in your wardrobe. They really think about longevity with their clothes. How do they do that? <laughs> I want to know, what do you think they do? Because I've never experienced this before. 
<laughs> Everything starts threading, pilling, mm. looking older, fading. Yep. What do they do? What yeah. is it? Yeah, you're always raving about how your Faraday pieces never have these errant threads just mm-hmm. coming off them. Yeah. And you never know. Sometimes you pull on that thread and you're like, oh, crap. It's like the whole shirt comes <laughs> apart. <laughs> I love that they're passionate about craftsmanship and sustainability. This matters. And they're family owned. Also love that. Mm -hmm. But they're so confident in the quality, that craftsmanship, that their clothes all have a lifetime guarantee. Lifetime. For the rest of your life, they will fix or replace your piece. Doesn't matter matter your age. Old, young, always (laughs) lifetime. So right now, Faraday is giving our Shandies an amazing deal. 20% off every order. You heard me right. That's 20% off every order. Head to FaradayBrand.com slash Dear Shandy and use code Dear Shandy at checkout to get this deal. That's code Dear Shandy at Faraday, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com slash Dear Shandy to get 20% off. Again, that's FaradayBrand.com slash Dear Shandy. So back on the beach, there's lots of focus on how lovey Davi, Genevieve, and Erin are in her ITM. Genevieve says she's falling in love. But how quickly things change. Mm. Because now we see Genevieve vent to Rodney about how Aaron spends too much time with the group. With his guy friends instead of couple time with her. So our next shot is them in a large group on a daybed. Just everyone's lounging together on this massive daybed. And Genevieve tells him that she wants to spend alone time with him. She kind of gets up and is a little grumpy and says this. And he says, these are some highlights of the things he says. Are you really doing this? What are you coming at me for? We're in a place with other people. You're making me feel like I'm neglecting you. I do everything right, but you constantly have to make something wrong with me. Michael, meanwhile, calls the relationship hot and cold. It was sort of funny how the other couples were like, they're arguing. Everyone just slowly peels (laughs) off. It's like if you're in a restaurant and like some kid like shits on the floor (laughs) and everyone just slowly like, okay, let's just (laughs) quietly. uh... I mean, it is uncomfortable. Yeah. It like no one going wants on to a double that. date with a couple that oh, doesn't get along. Fighting? Who wants to hear that? You never go on a double date with a couple ever, ever again. again. Aaron says, I don't know how this can continue. I wrote, this feels like an overreaction. Just as I felt Genevieve overreacted to Aaron's complaint, but I didn't like his execution then. You know, her execution maybe could have been slightly better, but I didn't think she was coming at him too hard. And ultimately what she wanted was something quite sweet. She just wanted more together you know, time. You know, look, Genevieve to a fault wants a lot. Yes. And, and look... Some people might find that clingy or claustrophobic yeah. or, you know, whatever. <laughs> who, who, Andy? Who some might people. <laughs> some people. But it's sweet. It's good intentions. Yes. Right? Yes. It didn't come from a place of her criticizing him. This is what would have warranted Aaron's reaction. All right. Ready? Okay, all right. I don't like you spending all this time with your guy friends. What about me? <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. Is that is that okay? Yeah, that's then very Aaron could be like, whoa, 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 yeah, yeah. why are you coming at me? Mm-hmm. She was literally just like, hey, I, you know, I kind of want to spend some time. Yeah. We just spent some. It was sweet. I it actually was, was endearing. Sweet. It was a little pouty. She's, she's but pouty. Yeah. yeah. Look, she has faults. Yes. But this is not. This is not where she's in the wrong. Oh my god, this felt like such an overreaction from him. Ooh. It was actually scary. It was the very coke energy. Uh, <laughs> not to point fingers. I don't think they could bring drugs on that beach. But yeah. It yeah. felt very like frenetically over-the-top reaction, like yeah. you, like something you regret afterwards. She says, sorry, I wanted 10 minutes, or sorry for wanting 10 minutes. She's pretty much like kind of passive-aggressive. And he says, that's gaslighting right there. Okay, oh that is God. not gaslighting it's not, right there. It's not gaslighting. As they continue to argue, the others gradually leave the daybed, and now Genevieve says she's just expressing how she's feeling. She's not raising her voice. And he says, if she had raised her voice, he wouldn't be talking to her right now. 
And uh, she asks not okay. to be spoken to like that, which yeah, I think is fair. Totally right. And he says, this is going around in circles and you don't seem able to grasp what I'm saying. I wrote, Ooh, wow. yikes. Oof. The way he spoke to her here was pretty scary. It was yeah. so demeaning, so aggressive, so defensive. I was like, dude, this is the listen. first week of a relationship. <laughs> Not a good sign. This is like two years and, in. And we've been plenty critical of Genevieve. I do not think Genevieve is perfect. But no. in this situation, it was like, run, girl, run. Run. We get word watch number one here from uh. Genevieve. She says, I shouldn't have to tell you I want 10 minutes of a home time when there is engagement at the end of this. Yay. Andy. Got it. Victoria now goes to talk to Genevieve. Genevieve threatens to leave. And Victoria follows her while she walks away and she shuts the door behind her and starts to pack. Andy, you were impressed by the high intensity music here. Yeah. Yes. Really, the composer, I'll tell you, they're they're not playing games. No. They they paid money for this. Yes. Aaron vents to Johnny now and he says, quote, she makes me feel bad sometimes. I make her feel good all the time. Yeah. Heads (laughs) I win, tails you lose. (laughs) Yeah. He goes to show that he didn't listen to her complaint. Yeah. He doesn't make her feel good all the time. No, That's why she not. was upset. Genevieve vents uh, to Victoria about him using the word gaslighting. And Victoria rightfully says he's just using a buzzword and Polly doesn't even know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> and as Victoria fills Brittany in now, we get word watch number two. And there was a lot of debate here, Andy, because yeah. Brittany says... We're having those conversations about like after this, like engagements or like weeks from now. When I declared, I decreed the word watch, I did not specify it has to be singular. Mm-hmm. I, I have specified that before. Yes. So just to be clear, I said engagement. I didn't say it has to be just engagement. It can be also the plural of engagement. Yeah, we so. should be on top of that from now on, though, because we had a lot of discussion. From over now on, not- let's make a rule. If I don't say it can't be plural, then it can be plural. Okay. I also feel like we're just throwing it in there because we missed uh, Hurricane last week. Was it Hurricane? It was Hurricane. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're, we're human. human. We're human. We- and I'll tell you this again. You had almost no chance of winning, even if you guessed one hurricane. So don't be too upset. Well, way more people guessed one than zero. Your odds of of getting one hurricane, if you guessed one hurricane, were about the same as your odds of like getting, you know, into a a, a minor car accident next week. As we said last week, we watched those episodes after rehearsal. We were up till like 3 a.m. We were like both. It was very late. It was was very rough. We've been through a rough time. I refuse to apologize for that. Yeah, we can't apologize, but we can understand. (laughs) We can understand. Victoria tells Aaron to talk to Genevieve. She says she can see both sides and she says, don't be irrational. Something that both of them are not good at not being. Genevieve comes up now and asks Aaron to talk. And he goes, hmm, uh, sure. <laughs> and she's like, what was that? What was that hesitation? What was that? I agree. Uh, what yeah, was that? I would be pissed too. He says it might be the right time for her, but that doesn't mean it's the right time for him. <laughs> Is it not the right time for you to be recapping, Andy? For our listeners, Andy has walked away. He's walked away from the scene. He continues like this until she says, are you fucking kidding me? And she runs off and he doesn't follow her. She goes to her room and Eliza and Victoria chase after her and tell her not to go. I don't know why. They should have just let her leave. Yeah, let her go. Let her go. She's saving herself like six months to a year of pain. I completely agree. Sometimes your instinct to leave is the right instinct. Yes. As Genevieve takes her stuff towards the exit, now Aaron finds her. He intercepts her. He says, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> and she says, what do you mean? And he says, I mean, what's going on? <laughs> uh, t- take two. 
You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of when I was 11. I was at summer camp and I had my first kiss. I started early, but then I had a big drought, to be fair, like okay. a four year drought, five okay. year drought after that. But I start early, and that's the kind of conversation I had with my first oh, girlfriend. Oh, so true. It's like, yeah. hey, sup? Yeah. She'd be like, I'd like, I'd make a day with her. I'd be like, yeah, let's meet by the, you know, the outhouse tomorrow <laughs> night at like 11 o'clock. And I wouldn't go. I'd be like, you know, playing like foosball or something for like two hours. Oh, no, that's not foosball. Meet What's by- the thing where you hit the ball, spin it around the pole? Uh, it's called, fuck, I can do this. I can do this. Focus. Tetherball. Oh, yes. Nice. Woo. I was thinking a better place to meet at camp is the tuck shop. Oh, tuck shop. I think that's a Canadian thing. Because we call it the canteen. What? I know what you mean. That's where you get the the, the candy. Yeah, and the, you like, buy little, things. No, it's called the canteen in America. Uh, yeah, tuck shop is Canadian. Tuck shop's such a better name. I kind of agree. But anyway, my point is that's the kind of thing I would have said to my 11-year-old girlfriend. Yeah, yeah sup? Yeah, she'd been hey. like, why didn't you meet me at the outhouse at 11 o'clock? Like you said you were going to. I was like... What's uh-huh. going on? What's going on? <laughs> I was playing tetherball. Genevieve says it's always on his terms. He claims he was down to talk earlier, but she attacked him for hesitating. And he says it's fucked up that she made him feel bad about spending time in the ocean with his friends instead of 10 minutes with her because she'd never mentioned it. He really harps on the fact that she hadn't previously mentioned how she felt about this before getting upset about it. But I didn't think she seemed that upset about it. She was just like a little mopey. Yeah. There's a difference. She didn't come at him super hard here. So meanwhile, as Aaron shouts at Genevieve, Eliza. So Eliza and Victoria are listening nearby. I actually think they might be trapped in this little walkway. Yeah. (laughs) They they didn't seem to be going anywhere. And they seem to be like, well, we're listening to this now. Eliza says, that's how you know people care about each other. When they start arguing like this, it means they care. How could she think this? They're screaming at each other. To me, Aaron was scary. In this moment, as a woman, if a man was yelling at me like this over the, the, the impetus over what I was upset about in the first place and not even that upset, like more just mopey about, like I said, I'd be like, this is a massive red flag. I think she's confusing. Eliza's confusing passion with aggression. Yes. This is just pure aggression. Yes. Aaron, meanwhile, starts tearing up, saying he just wants to relax and have fun and give her a kiss. He says he prays she has a great life. What? And now he's sweating. He's biting his lips. And this Andy is where you thought he was on something. It really I mean, just, it seems like it. It seemed totally like he was frenetic. on a different planet. It's all over the place. Yeah. She starts to cry and says yesterday is when she realized she was falling in love with him. And that's why she wanted to have a conversation with him. I just want to put a pin in that because Genevieve is the first one to say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's the one that said, this is what I wanted. This is the reason why. She's the soft one here. Yep. Aaron says, look, that's a big thing. And it's scary. There's a lot of really deep feelings that I have that are hard to express. You've become so close to me. And the things you do like can deeply hurt me because of how much you mean to me and um i'm falling in love with you too (laughs) andy has walked away yet again are you gonna make it through this recap andy come back i need a second just give me one second i can get it andy here you shouted no don't and now they start playing romantic music and you said what the fuck is this shit the once the romantic music came in we were the romantic music was it was it was a joke were they joking? Were the producers like, I, this is going to be funny? I actually think the editors thought this was This amazing. has to be funny, yeah. right? I think so. This has got to be a joke. Well, I think that it sort of needed to be delicately done because it needed to be made in a way where Genevieve and Aaron, if they are still together, which I don't actually know, might watch this and be like, oh, that is romantic. You know what this is like? This is like Naked Gun. You ever see Naked Gun? No. 
Naked Gun is like an absurdist comedy movie. It's very funny. Okay. From the guys who made Airplane. But Oh, I remember Airplane. Yeah, Airplane. Yeah. It's like everything's ridiculous. You found that funnier than I did, but yeah. Yeah, guys find it funnier than women. That's what I found. <laughs> okay. So they're lying on the beach and they're about to have their first kiss and they embrace, you know, it's just so romantic. Okay. And then the waves start bringing in like sea creatures, okay. like big <laughs> lobsters and crabs and like seaweed and like sea cucumbers. And it's ridiculous. And then the romantic music starts playing. <laughs> like, that's the level of parody this is. Yes, you're right. It felt like parody. Yeah. It felt like the editors found this funny. They must have. Victoria jokes to Eliza, sometimes you've just got to threaten to leave. And while that might be kind of funny in a dark way, it's worth mentioning. I, I had put a pin in this. Genevieve was the one who broke. Mm-hmm. She's the one who said, I want to spend time with you because I want to tell you that I'm falling in love with you. And yeah. then that's what, you know, healed everything, even though they didn't solve any of their actual problems. They didn't resolve any issues here. They just jumped to the happy ending at the end. Yeah. But what's going to happen a year into this relationship when they run out of I love yous of these big moments that are like, exactly. oh, these big moments. What's exactly. going to happen? It should never get there. No. She made the right decision. She should have trusted her instincts and just gone yes. to the van. Yes. Genevieve in her ITM says, so I guess what it took for me and Aaron to tell each other our real feelings that we were falling in love was six bags, true friends, a lot of yelling and a van waiting right outside for me. Sounds like the makings yeah, of a really healthy relationship. Andy, you said this just shows their relationship IQs are negative 100. <laughs> Her friends cheer and back with the group, they make out and everyone talks about how great they are together. And even Michael, who tends to have the right take on things, says that they have a lot of ups and downs, but he feels like they could have a good life outside of this. And Andy, you said, am I hallucinating? Yeah, I mean, he did say one thing that was true. It is like Sid and Nancy. I don't know who Sid, Sid and Nancy, Nancy were. Sid and Nancy was like, Sid Vicious was the probably the greatest... He was like the originator of punk rock, basically. Okay. And he had this relationship with this girl, Nancy, and it was like horrific. It was like literally they tried to murder each other, literally, like 10 times. It was a nightmare. <laughs> but they also really loved each other. Uh, it's like either murdering each other or loving each other. And as much as that's a famous, crazy relationship, yeah. I don't think that's a role model for anybody. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not a good thing. You don't say like, oh, they're like Sid and Nancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. it's like her boyfriend. It's like Jason Voorhees or Friday the 13th. He's like a nice guy, but he comes back all the time. Genevieve in her ITM says she can see a ring on her finger at the end of this. And that brings us to the end of episode 11, Andy. Credits, it's the double date, the four people from the double date returning and telling everyone what they did. And the focus is just on the logistics of the egg being shoved up their butt. <sighs> To me, that's not, it was, an egg wasn't being shoved up there, but the egg was, was, was placed in their butt cheeks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very simple situation. Okay, Andy, do you have a winner for your A game this week? I got to go with Victoria here. Mm. Victoria just like really mature handling of a lot of situations. Yeah. I just don't understand how she was a villain in her season. <laughs> I don't. She's great. Maybe one day we can watch Peter. Uh, I would never do that to myself. Okay, Victoria. I'm Victoria. not surprised by that. It's definitely not Kate anymore. No. Yeah, poorly played, actually. Okay, you know what it shows? Victoria shows confidence. Mm-hmm. I feel like she shows confidence in many ways. A lot of, almost, she's like riding just on the line of almost too much confidence. Oh, I think you but can't have too yeah, much. She's very she's, confident. Yeah. She knows what she's got. She knows what she's got to offer, mm-hmm. and she really she, never cracks. Yeah, she doesn't need Johnny to like threaten anything. Nothing. Or to, yeah. No. 
She just tells it like it is. She's like, these are the things I want. These are the things you offer. I have to think about this. Although maybe Johnny passed that test. I mean, he was very against her dating Alex. He said, if you're going to date Alex in front of me, maybe. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe she was about to pull that trick too. <laughs> the whole Alex thing was just a ploy to get yeah, him no, to express how he She was just feels. waiting for him to be like, go ahead, go with Alex. Well, if that was indeed her plan, she really is the game master. Absolutely. Because she got away. We didn't even hear about it. She didn't have to say, this is what I want. Yes. Okay. So for our word watch two engagement, Mm. 86 people guessed correctly, Mm. Andy. And our winner is Melanie Friesen. Friesen? 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 Friesen. I don't know Friesen, probably. Friesen. Congratulations. You are the winner of $185 in Feels CBD. Congratulations. Please email us by this Friday at midnight to claim your prize. And Andy, do you have a word for next week? Fight. Mm, A very on brand. Or fights. Okay, so it can be plural. Fight or fights. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that turns it into... But not fighting. (laughs) Not fighting. Okay, so fight or fights. Okay. I feel like that could go either way. That could be a lot or very few. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So if you would like to join in the Dear Shandy Word Watch Fun and have a chance to win, we have a new prize this week. You may remember this prize from the Bachelorette's season. $100 to one of my all-time favorite Etsy shops, Furano Studios. You see me wearing her jewelry all the time. Wonderful gold-filled jewelry. I'm wearing it right now. A lot of my rings are from her, both my dainty and You're very rings. picky about rings, too. I am very picky about jewelry in general. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time buying jewelry, actually. I yeah. have a tendency to find one shop or seller or brand that I like, and I buy a bunch from yeah. that one. And I've bought Charlene many a ring. <laughs> And many a ring has gone in the, <laughs> the d- return proverbial pack. garbage can. So if you'd like to win $100 in jewelry, you can guess the number of times you think the word fight or fights will be uttered in episode 12 or 12 and 13. Either 12 or 12 and 13. I forget. We forget. Yeah, we forget whether it's one or two episodes next week. Basically, it's one giveaway per week. Yeah. So if it's one episode, it's just episode 12. If it's two, it's 12 and 13 combined. Mm-hmm. And you will guess using the numeral. You will not write out the number. And you must include word watch or fight fights in mm-hmm. your comment. Yep. Just so Andy can find it with his algorithm. And if you guess correctly, you will be entered in a pile of semi-winners. And one name will be drawn and that person will win $100 to Ferrano Studio. Okay, Andy, finally, who would we go for? I'm a little torn. I had a bit, bit of a fight with Kate. Yeah. We had a bit of a falling out. She I'm lost still, me this week. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how quickly you can go from liking someone to not liking someone to not liking and liking? It's crazy. I know. It's so quick. But I'm, I'm really, it's now between her and Victoria. I'm very torn. Oh, I think it should be Victoria. I think, yeah, I know. I know. I'm leaning Victoria. I just think the open testing, like testing each other this early on is very juvenile. Yeah. Have a conversation. It's not that hard. Maybe it's a reflection of dating today. Maybe these young guys don't tell women how they feel. They don't know how. Maybe that's it. Maybe they're reacting. It's yeah. a reactionary movement. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to get guys to be more old school, more yeah. aggressive, more possessive, you know, more territorial, all these things that you hear about from like, it's more old timey now, yeah. I suppose, but maybe that's what they're trying to get. I don't know. I can't speak for dating now, so maybe I'm not being understanding enough of the women's perspective in this, but I got to say, it just feels very young. I, I agree. And I think I think that I'm going to just say I'm a fence sitter okay. for Kate and Victoria, and the next next week, 
I'm going to make my decision. Okay. All right. So for me, I mean, it's slim pickings for me. Really <laughs> slim. Like, can you even imagine? Why don't you this? just chase Adam in the van? Just like on a bicycle. Like, yeah. I come mean, back. Technically, Adam was a tiny bit in one of these two episodes. So I, so I technically can you still technically go with him. technically can. Okay. So it's Adam if I can. If I'm not allowed to go with Adam, as if it matters. It's Alex. It's Alex. How did you know? I mean, who, who else would it be? Yeah. I mean, he did use the word resolute. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that alone that alone gets him laid yeah and i like that he went up to johnny to sort of even though we never saw yeah, it but there was that moment where he you know had an olive branch out yeah. and i also, don't blame johnny for not going up to him but i do give him a lot of credit for going up to johnny yes totally and also his focus on the statistics of the likelihood like he wasn't talking shit about them he was just like no. the statistics show like he had a little bit of attitude but it was really based on just honesty like he's right statistics aren't in their favor so okay so this has nothing to do with looks at all you're just purely based on character oh so i think alex is really objectively good looking but he's not what i go for typically interesting yeah i like a i like a bit more off the beaten path something or other all my exes look a little different yeah i've got a pretty heavy off the beaten path (laughs) right okay that's a wrap if you enjoyed what you heard today you know what we will ask of you and that is to like subscribe Hit the notification bell. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify. Podcast ratings and reviews and generally do all of the things that you would do to support a podcast that you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Dear Shandy.